0: Eight, 18 and 9 to 7 and I'm reading it out there. the NLT I and the children the Lord has given me serve as signs and warnings to Israel from the Lord of heaven's armies who dwells in his temple on Mount Zion someone may say to you let's ask the mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead with their whisperings and mutterings they will tell us what to do But shouldn't people ask God for guidance? Shouldn't the living seek guidance, should the living seek guidance from the dead? Look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict His word are completely in the dark. They will go from one place to another, weary and hungry. And because they are hungry, they will rage and curse their King and their God. They will look up to heaven and down at the earth, but wherever they look there will be in trouble and anguish and dark despair, they will be thrown <clears throat> out into the darkness. Nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan Sea, will be filled with glory. Hallelujah. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice they will rejoice before you as a people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders you will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of midian the boots of the warrior and the uniforms blood stained by war will all be abandoned or will all be burned there, there will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called wonderful counsellor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Amen. Coming
1: soon to a church near you. A new series for Advent. Why are you speaking about Irish? Well, that's how to speak on advertising films. <laughs> I hear you say. Coming soon to a church near you. Christmas in the movies, Christmas in the movies, and we're going to be looking uh, for the Christmas message in some of yours and my favourite movies, and uh, we're going to be looking at the movie It's a Wonderful Life, uh, through the eyes of uh, Isaiah, that, that Gary's just uh, uh, brought to us. Next week we're going to be looking at uh, the Santa Claus, Um the week after that, we'll be uh, we'll be looking at uh, Home Alone, which was uh, mentioned as one of the favourites from one of our youngsters. And then on uh, the 18th, with the help of uh, Boot Camp and uh, Junior Church, we're going to be uh, looking at the story of Narnia. So uh, this is what we will be doing over the next few weeks. We're looking for the real meaning of Christmas. And uh, so grab your tickets and uh, let's go to the movies. And we are starting uh, with It's a Wonderful Life. And thanks to modern technology and Marilyn's humongous efforts this morning, uh, hopefully we've got a trailer now from... Uh Has anybody not seen the film It's a Wonderful Life? Oh no! Surely, how can how can you have got to the age that you have, and have never seen uh, what's described on the, on the front of the uh, of the uh, DVD as uh, uh, something like the most uh, watched, most loved Christmas movie of ever? And, uh, you've not seen, so what a treat is in store for you, because I, I commend this film. It is in black and white, I know for some people, I know, I know my kids go, black and white? We're not watching something in black and white? Well, there is a remastered version in colour, and I've got it. So if anybody wants to, if anybody's got a problem with black and white, come and see me, and I'll sort you out, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more, uh, with a colour copy of It's a Wonderful Life. It's kosher, it's not, it's not a knock-off, don't worry. Okay, so we're starting Advent and we are looking at uh, Christmas in the movies and we're thinking about it's a wonderful life. And uh, the first thing I want to say, I've lost my Bible. The first thing that I, that I want to say is uh, it's a wonderful life, tolerate it. And you say to me, well Richard." If it's a wonderful life, why have we got to tolerate it? Surely, if it's a wonderful life, uh, we enjoy it, we celebrate it, uh, we have a wonderful time, we have a party. Um, but in the reading that we read from Isaiah, uh, the people of Israel were not having a wonderful time. Uh, they had no cause for celebration. Uh, we uh, we read in uh, in Isaiah. Uh, eight and twenty one. Distressed and hungry they will roam through the land. When they are famished they they will they will become enraged and looking upward will curse their king and their God. Uh, the Israelites were not having a wonderful life. Uh, they were in exile. They were in fear of the the countries around them that were going to attack them, and they felt that God had abandoned them, and their lives were in dis- in darkness and in distress. And in the movie, it's a wonderful life. Uh, it is a movie about when life goes wrong. It's a movie about uh, when everything seems lost. Um, Peter. Uh, Bailey, or rather George Bailey, the, the central character, uh, loses everything uh, and uh, gets to the point of so much distress that he's even contemplating, somebody uh, informs him that he, he'd be worth more dead to his family than he is alive. And he's facing bankruptcy, uh, he's facing the possibility of even going to prison and he ends up on the bridge. Uh, contemplating jumping. And uh, we might say that Israel was on the bridge because everything had gone wrong. It's a story about when dreams are broken and it's when it's not such a wonderful life. And some of us know what that's like, to be living what we consider to not be a wonderful life. George Bailey had all these amazing dreams and ambitions. Uh, he was going to, to leave the little town that he lived, off, lived in. He was going to go off to, to study and to university. He wanted to be an architect and build bridges. And his dreams were quashed because of circumstances. And it was his brother that, and even the war, he couldn't go off to war because of an injury uh, that he got while he was saving his brother's life. And his brother goes off and, uh, and lives the dream. And he's left at home. And uh, his life is shattered. When they look towards the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful and gloom, and they will be thrust into utter darkness, Isaiah says, about the people of Israel. And this is where George Bailey was. And this is where lots of people are. Uh, they feel that their life has not turned out how they imagined it would do. Uh, through maybe circumstances of, of, of no control, maybe you know what it's like to have, have lost. Uh, you know, you might have lost your job. Uh, you might have, have lost whatever dream it was that you had. You, you might have, have lost your way in life. You might have lost somebody through a broken relationship. You might have lost somebody through through death and uh, you might feel that that life isn 't that wonderful and that 's how the Israelites were feeling as Isaiah was writing and so it 's a wonderful life uh, tolerate it and tolerate it means it 's about you know enduring some of the hard times um, the thing about George Bailey is he didn't think his life was that wonderful. But there was a change that occurred. And we see that in, in Isaiah chapter 9. As we move from chapter 8 to chapter 9, it's a wonderful life. Trust it. And we get these wonderful word, words. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. Nevertheless. What a great word that is. Nevertheless, is it one word or is it three words? I don't know, my English isn't that good, but nevertheless is one of those words uh, that we use when we're not going to give up. Nevertheless, if you did a study in, in the Bible, I was looking up and apparently there's 245 times the Bible uses that phrase. Nevertheless, Job uses it. Uh, Even though your arrows are against me, nevertheless I will put my hope in you, Job says. When he's in that dark place, when he's finding distress and darkness, he uses that wonderful word, nevertheless there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. It's a wonderful life, trust it. Trust in God's word that says, nevertheless. However bad things seem to be, there is this light that comes into the world. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And for Isaiah and the people that he was talking to, this was a future hope of something that was going to happen to the people of Israel. But for us, of course, we see a deeper meaning in that we know about this light that was coming into the world that gives us hope. It's a wonderful life. Trust it. Trust it. Just at the right time in the story, it's a wonderful life. Uh, this angel, Clarence Don't you think that's a great name for uh, an angel I don't know, is it possible for anybody to shut the blinds Because I'm I'm getting blind Talk about a light, I'm getting blinded by the light Is it? Do we have the, 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 a way of closing those I don't know, if anybody knows It would be good for me anyway I don't know about for you It would be great Anyway, just the right moment in time In in the, in the wonderful life This angel called Clarence If I was going to name an angel uh, Oh that's brilliant, thank you Thank you. Hey, ah, Wonderful. We've got video clips at work. We can shutters at work. What, what more could you ask for? It's a wonderful life. <laughs> Amen, yeah. Anyway, just at the right moment in time, just as Isaiah's words came, just at the right moment of time for the people that were living in darkness. In this film, it's a wonderful life. This angel called Clarence turns up. And uh, I'm hoping that we've got, have we got another video clip. We've got another video clip. Uh, And he he gives George Bailey a different perspective about his life. He imagines about... Because George says, I wish I'd never lived. And he shows him what it was like. And the angel appearing just at the right moment in George Bailey's life gives him a different perspective of his life. And sometimes uh, it is helpful. I don't know about you. um, Have you ever had angels appear in your life? Uh, I've certainly experienced people who have arrived just at the right moment in my life, who have been angelic-like in, in, their, in the times that they've they've appeared. When I went to uh, to Bible college, Susan and I uh, went to Bible college in, in quite kind of dark and, and distressing time. Um, we just uh, uh, received the devastating news that our, our second daughter had a, a terminal illness. And uh, we were moving from, from Stockport to London and going to college uh We didn't know anybody in London. We didn't know the air. We didn't know any people. And uh, whilst it was a terrible, difficult time, God placed uh, this couple in our lives uh, that were just like angels from heaven who loved us and supported us and surrounded with their love and care. And uh, just as this angel appears in the movie, uh, so God's words of hope come just at right moment in time. And I wonder, you know, whether... Uh, you're living in a moment of time when you need that kind of angel to appear. And I wonder whether, you know, you and I could be uh, part of the answer. In the great thing about the, the, the film, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, the answer to George's problems, uh, whilst there's an angel that appears, the answer comes from the friends and family that gather around and support him and help him and, uh, and contribute to help him get out of the mess that he's in. And you know, church is about uh, being an angel to somebody, uh, just at the right moment in time. Uh, in my first church, you know, when you come out of college, uh, the reality is you haven't a clue what you're doing, and you suddenly find yourself in charge of a church, having been a student for four years, and suddenly they plonk you, and everyone's looking to you, imagining that well, you've been to college, you must know what you're doing. And the reality is you haven't a clue. You've never done a funeral before, you've never done a wedding, you've never done a baptism. Uh, you've barely done anything, and you suddenly plunged into this situation. And it's actually quite frightening. And again, God provided people uh, around us. And there was one particular person, again, that was just like an angel in the way that she supported us and helped us and encouraged us uh, in those early years in ministry. And uh, to be honest, I don't know if I, I would have survived without uh, those people around us at that time. And I don't think in the movie George Bailey would have survived uh, without being given that new perspective that actually uh, the life that he had lived uh, wasn't meaningless at all. He saved his brother's life. He'd, he'd, he'd helped and supported so many people that when he was in times of trouble, they wanted to help and support him. And sometimes we just need a different perspective, don't we? We take for granted the wonderful life that we actually have because of the problems that come into it. Uh, sometimes we don't appreciate it. This morning, uh, I have a little ritual in the morning. Um, uh, whilst I'm, I'm, you, some of you know I'm not a great pet lover, um, I do like wild animals, and I always go out and feed the birds every morning. And uh, this morning I saw a heron, and it's not unusual for me to see a heron in in, in the garden, you know. But if I was living in in, in back in Stockport in the town centre and I saw a heron, I'd be like. Wow, that's amazing. I've been running around. You wouldn't believe what I saw. Uh, But because I I see it like two or three times a week, uh, it's no big thing. And we don't always, we we, we do take for granted sometimes, don't we, the wonderful things in our lives. And sometimes it's good to be given a different perspective. And Isaiah gives the people of Israel a different perspective when he talks about the facts. Nevertheless, uh, despite everything that's gone wrong, despite all your troubles, There will be no more gloom. For those who were in distress in the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun, the land of Nephalia. But the future he will honour Galilee, the Gentiles, by the way, by the sea, along the Jordan. The people walking in the darkness have seen a great light. Clarence the angel appears with a message of hope and Isaiah brings to the people of Israel a message of hope in dark times. Rick Warren says if you felt hopeless hold on wonderful changes are going to happen in your life as you begin to live it on purpose and george bailey is given purpose it's a wonderful life trust it and then finally <clears throat> i'd want to say it's a wonderful life treasure it it's a wonderful life treasure it because isaiah goes on to speak about for to us A child is born to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Words that are very familiar to us, but words that gave hope for the people of Israel, living in a very dark and difficult time. George Bailey came to a situation when he was given a new perspective where he says, I want To live again, he says. I want to live again. And Isaiah's words to the Israelites gave them the hope to live again. Gave them the hope to live again. It's a wonderful life. Treasure it. James Stewart being interviewed after 50 years, uh, today after some 50 years, he says, I've heard the film called An American Cultural Phenomenon. Well, maybe so, but it seems to me there is nothing phenomenal about the movie itself. It's simply about an ordinary man who discovers that living each ordinary day honorably, with faith in God and a selfless concern for others, can make for a truly wonderful life. And you know, you and I can have a truly wonderful life. It doesn't mean that it will be a life that is problem free. It doesn't mean it'll be a life where nothing goes wrong. It doesn't mean a life that we'll always get what we want and our dreams will be fulfilled. But it will be a wonderful life that we can treasure because for us a child is born. It will be a wonderful life because to us a son is given. It will be a wonderful life because the government will be on his shoulders. It will be a wonderful life because he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. This wonderful life is available in Christ Jesus. This wonderful life is available to everybody in Christ Jesus. Paul writing to the Galatians says, But when the right time came, God sent his Son, born of woman, subject to the law. When the right time came. There are people out there, people that we interact with, people that we meet in in the streets, people that we work with, people that our children who go to school with who are living in darkness who may have all sorts of issues and problems and who may be living a truly uh, awful life as far as they're concerned and they're not aware of the wonderful life that is available through Jesus Christ it was Debbie kind of nailed it when she said you know she had to go all the way to india to realize you know how desperate some people are but there are desperate people in this country we don't have to go to india to find desperate people there are people who maybe don't realise it, but they—they're looking for a wonderful life. The dreams have been shattered, uh, the hopes have have been lost. They've lost a job, maybe they've lost family, maybe they've lost lots of things. And as Christmas approaches, and they see all these, you know, warm and cuddly and and nice movies and adverts and and and, and things that people can buy, uh, it may just add to their distress. And, uh, you know, we've got this message. Uh, Films uh, are just a a modern way of telling stories. We've got the greatest story that was ever told. And uh, what a wonderful opportunity to share it with people. It's a wonderful life. It's available in Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful life. Take it. Take the wonderful life that Jesus offers and live it. George Bailey, when he was given a different perspective on his life, says, I want to live again. And in Jesus Christ, we get the opportunity to live again. We use that phrase that sometimes has other connotations, but we use that phrase, being born again, we get a second chance to live our lives in Jesus. So, this Advent season It can be a wonderful life. Sometimes we do have to tolerate it. It can be a wonderful life. Sometimes we just have to trust even when things are going wrong. It is a wonderful life that we can treasure. And it's a wonderful life that we can take in Jesus Christ. Let's pray.